Oh, listen, dear one, I am thrilled to announce I have a brand new private coaching container opening up called Full Immersion Coaching. This is you and me working together privately as I become your mentor and soul guide for an entire year, providing you with the full support you need to grow a massively successful and prosperous heart-led business. To get all the details, DM me on Facebook or Instagram or send an email to allison at allisonscammell.com and say, tell me more about Full Immersion Coaching. I look forward to hearing from you. Well, hello there. This is Allison Scammell. And today I'm talking to you about a hugely relevant topic that all entrepreneurs face at one time or another in their business. And that is how to keep your business growing during times of personal struggle or a pandemic, as the case may be. And today I'm speaking with yoga teacher and entrepreneur, Krista Mastrangelo Joyce, who shares with us her incredible story of how she pivoted her brick and mortar businesses to online in about 24 hours. I end the episode in a challenge that will get you growing right now, no matter what's happening in your outer world. So be sure to listen until the end. Welcome to She Grows, a podcast for soul-guided women entrepreneurs ready to grow their income, impact, and inspiration. Each week, we're going to explore how to align to the soul of your business and grow it from there. I'm your host, Allison Scammell. Let's get growing. Hey there, She Grows Nation. That is the name of this sisterhood of soul-guided entrepreneurs. At She Grows Nation, your heart is CEO, and you're growing wealth to serve more people using your unique genius, intuitive voice, and spirit guides. I am so excited to introduce my friend, Krista Mastrangelo Joyce. Krista is a yoga teacher and entrepreneur. She founded Jala Yoga with locations in West Virginia and Virginia 11 years ago and has learned how to be a business owner by means of trial by fire. Her passion for teaching and sharing whole health tools and wisdom have inspired her years of work creating community in which students of all walks of life come together and learn to thrive. We had a spectacular conversation on this topic. May you receive as much from it as I did. I am so excited to have Krista on the show today, and I really, really love this topic, and I love that Krista is going to share some of her story. Welcome so much, Krista, for making the time to chat with us. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Allison, for having me. I'm really excited to be here with you and uh, looking forward to our chat together. Nice. So I told, I had talked to Krista a while ago. I had this idea in January when I was moving from the United States to Germany in the middle of a launch for my business, (laughs) something I don't recommend by the way. But I thought, you know what? I was called to launch and to keep the launch on track. So I just did it. And I'm really glad I did. But in the middle of like the move and my sales launch and all this stuff going on, I said to myself, I have to do a podcast episode about how to keep your business going when your personal life is on full blast. Because I think we've all been there, right? Yes, I know I have. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> and I really thought of you because I know 2018 was a big year for year for you. And you had uh, a lot happening in your life and you had to keep your business growing. And then, so I thought, oh, I want to get Chris on the show to talk about this. And we'll, we'll talk about that more in a minute, but then the pandemic hit <laughs> and you uh, and I were talking and you were telling me about how you had to go, like within the matter of days, you had to go from a brick and mortar presence to an online presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. Krista, let's start with um, you telling us a little bit about your business. Okay, absolutely. So my business, I run three yoga studios and my business ownership life happened very accidentally. I um, intended to be a yoga teacher. I was a yoga teacher. I had made a shift in my life. I was teaching English for many years. I've taught college English and, and then had kids and pivoted into this new life as a, as a yoga teacher. And I was teaching in a little tiny studio in my town in Shepherdstown, West Virginia, and I wanted to be able to offer some more vigorous classes in this town. They, there was nowhere that was offering a sort of more vigorous level of yoga. At the time, my brother had a juice bar and cafe, and he had a room in the upstairs of that cafe, and he offered to let me teach a class up there. So I, I started with this one class, me offering this one class, and it, it felt sort of like a fluke. I thought, well, if, if a couple of my friends show up, I'll be lucky. And right away, it actually was overflowing where we had to we had to put people out into what I called the shoe room at the time where people left their shoes. People were throwing their mats out there. And I was incredibly surprised and very excited. And then within a year, I had suddenly, without intending to or trying, I had several other teachers show up and ask if they too could teach there. And then little by little, I arrived where I am now, 11 years later, and I have now three locations, one in Virginia and two in West Virginia. And I have sort of learned very accidentally and also, I would say, organically how to be a business owner (laughs) and a Mm -hmm. yoga teacher. Oh my gosh, I love that story. I love it when it happens so organic and then accidentally... And, and I think it's always feels accidentally, but I think it sounds very, very much on purpose for you on your path. And I think it's so beautiful. So tell us, take, it, take us to that moment, Krista, when you realized that this pandemic thing was real and it was going to impact your business. Mm, well, that was quite a moment. So I, we had decided at the beginning of March, we started, you know, watching the news and, and watching and waiting and At that point, we made a couple of little shifts. We limited our class sizes and uh, started cleaning the props, additional, additional cleaning to the props into the studio. And then at some point then, we made the decision to just pull all the props. And so my whole, going into the pandemic initially, West Virginia had no cases at all. And then even in Virginia, where we're located, there were no cases at that point. So I felt very safe and very protected and thought, okay, well, it's just really my job right now is just to keep everyone safe and keep everything going. And then quite suddenly on a Tuesday night, I think it was maybe March 14th-ish, 
I had just finished teaching my class and I was on my ride home and heard the got the news that Shepherdstown, West Virginia had suddenly had its first case and it was in Shepherdstown. Mm. So quite quickly, that was a Tuesday night. I came home, my heart sank. I had a moment of just absolute fear where I thought, okay, this is either going to be the end of us or I figure out how to keep the balls in the air somehow and see what happens. So I pretty quickly then made the shift, called my managers, told them it is time. We have to make the shift to to shut things down. And we had already been talking about that, the what if. What if we have to shut things down? What will we do? So I already had all of this sort of conversations going about this thinking ahead. And then on Wednesday, we, I pivoted to my teachers, let them know what was going on, told them, you know, got everybody on board who was willing to be on board, had a whole meeting with all of them, then sent the message to our, our students and closed for most of the day on Wednesday, took all of that day to get myself really oriented, better oriented with Zoom and getting starting to get my teachers oriented with Zoom. And then by that night, I offered my very first online class um, on that Wednesday. And it, it really, it was so funny because in a matter of hours, I went from being, you know, a yoga teacher and a business owner to also then becoming the IT department of, of Jolly Yoga online studios because it was, you know, it was either it was either do that or do nothing. And at that moment, do nothing was not an option. Mm. That is so amazing. So that all happened within, within like 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, literally 24 hours. Within 24 hours, we had our first offering online. And then on Thursday, several of our teachers were then offering their first classes. So it was a really sort of intense few days of, of getting I have, when I say that I'm an IT, it was, became the IT department, it's hysterical to think about because I am very untech savvy. <laughs> and I, so for me, I had to make a, that was a pretty big pivot for me. And then to top that off, I had to get some teachers who were even less tech savvy than I on board for this and then some students who we have a we have a large body of of older older population folks we have a large body of older population folks who they too were sort of in the dark about all of this many of them had never even heard of zoom so i spent the first week really but really an intense couple days just it feels like i was online 24 hours a day for those first couple days getting everybody trained up on how to, how to make it all work. And I just, you know, I just didn't even have a, I didn't give myself even a minute to think about doing anything else. I knew that our population of students, the community, I, you know, I just made this big shift where we changed our whole slogan or logo to say Jala Yoga, a space for community with the unity in that highlighted and a space for you. And so for me, I 
had no understanding or idea of how it could be possible to still have this space for community and a space for you individually in this online world. But I knew that it was either figure that out or have no space at all. And our community and the, 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 what that represents and what it offers to people is so important that it never even crossed my mind to not figure it all out. Mm. Can I just say, Krista, I freaking love your tagline. A space for community with unity, like big, we're going to have to put your logo somewhere in the show notes so people can see. Thank you. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a very interesting 2019, as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast together, our conversation together was such a crazy year. I, I knew that our, the business was going to be moving in another direction. It had evolved and I could feel that, but I wasn't quite sure of exactly what that meant. And so I took on um, a bigger, bigger space or one of our spaces in, in Shepherdstown expanded. And that was the impetus to start to want to think about what, what it meant to have this bigger space, what was I going to do with it? How was that going? How we were how we were going to as a business embody that space and and who we wanted to be. And so I spent some time really ruminating on that, and then very suddenly, right in the midst of that, at the beginning of the year, I we had three very sudden, very overwhelming deaths happen. Mm. And so my life shifted. My my attention shifted to that, to just being in a place of grief and really having to kind of walk through some heavy, heavy waves for a little while. And in all of that, I kept thinking in the back of my mind, well, I'm failing. I'm not, I'm not getting this business going. I'm not getting this expansion going. I have this bigger space and nothing's in it. And I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be figuring this whole business thing out. And then, you know, it it just, this is the way the business arrived in the first place. And I, this last year was such a reminder that when, when things are supposed to be, they are, and, and all the weight in the world won't keep them from rising and growing. And, and so you know, I spent all of the summer and part of the fall really sitting in the place of grief. And then quite naturally, out of the blue, <laughs> organically, accidentally, the tagline arrived. And as soon as that arrived, as soon as that new slogan arrived, everything else fell into place. And it was just the right time. And it's really beautiful. The space is really beautiful. It was, it came together with the help of, of literally of the community showed up and dug in and helped us paint and move things and create this bigger space for community. So the tagline happened first and then the energy of it grew up around it. It was like magic. Oh my gosh, it sounds incredible. And as I listen to you, Krista, I think, yeah, she was getting called to create this bigger space, which you did. But what you were really creating, I think you were starting to create this big virtual space Mm. that 
people I think are going to be really plugging into as they really need. We all need a container to plug into right now that's outside of our home space that we're all confined in right now. And to me, this space for community is that big virtual space that you're now in the process of, of expanding to. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, actually, that you say that because that is how it, it feels. It feels that somehow we are still holding that same space. And even though we're not physically together, I can feel that connection. And my teachers and I, we've been meeting really regularly to stay extra connected to one another and keep each other inspired. And we just met yesterday, actually, and and had this whole gathering. And, And each of us said the same thing, that even though it's an online presence, that we still feel deeply connected to the to our students, both the students that we had before we went online and some new students as well, and really feeling that there is room for unity and for containment still has been such a surprise and such an incredible surprise in this whole pivot because my my biggest worry was that somehow it would sort of unravel that that unity that we had worked so hard over the 11 years of this business to create and it hasn't in mm-hmm. fact it's in some ways even deepened the intimacy where people are now not only coming to us, but inviting us into their world. And so we're seeing their pets and their spouses and their, you know, their roommates and their, their children and all of their life is now part of their practice, which is what it's supposed to be anyway, is that it's all supposed to move together in some way and be able to, you know, have a yoga practice that can become part of the world. So it's, it's really, that's been an exciting, an exciting surprise. That is amazing. I love it so much. So I want to go back to um, those uh, frenzied days of when you were, you were thrust into being the head of your, the IT department for your business. What was like, Tell us about like the scariest part of it or the most uncomfortable thing that that, that brought up. Well, the, the scariest thing that happened was that initial moment of discovery and the, that, that there had been, we were no longer, I guess I put in quotation marks, the word safe. We were no longer safe. And I I would imagine, I don't want to guess at what everyone in the world felt in those moments too, but when those first cases hit here, feeling like we had been in this sort of bubble of, oh, well, you know, it's just, it's not here. It's not here. We're okay. And, you know, there was this underlying anxiety of that during those whole weeks leading up to the first cases of what if it comes here, but still, you know, balanced by this, this sort of sense, false sense of safety. And I, and I say false sense because I think what this has really reminded me of is that I never actually have control over anything. And all of that work I was doing to keep control in those first couple weeks of the pandemic 
before there were cases here, all of my attempts at control then suddenly unraveled and fell apart. And, and, and that's, what, that's what 2019 was for me too, a reminder of how little control I have and that my reaction is the only thing I can really ever try to control. So in that moment of realizing that it was here, that the pandemic was here, the coronavirus was here, and I had to make a shift, I had already been sitting in that sort of fear place, I guess, or, or ang- underlying simmering anxiety that everyone else in the world was feeling. And I felt this panic of knowing that the business could end for, for just really a minute. And then I shifted to how do I take back control of this? <laughs> so then the, the, frustration was just, you know, trying to, to hold a space of real patience for everyone who was learning this new technology and having to work on my reaction again. And so I, I don't know that I got to feel a lot of fear or panic in that moment uh, because I had to be the person who was present and patient and willing to show everyone a curious side, a creative side rather than a panicked side. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is amazing. But honestly, if I, I'm sorry, Allison, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't mean that to sound like I was so in control of myself. It really was that it was just that I was running on momentum. And, and again, it was this I have, I didn't give myself the time to think about it. I just did it. And yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's great. I love it. So you kind of answered this a little bit already, but can you tell us what the biggest gift has been, the biggest gift you've received from all of this happening? Hmm. Well, you know that what what I said before about the the surprise and creating connection, or that the connection lives on, no matter where we are. It, I I do think is probably the biggest gift of all. Um, the and, and one of the biggest gifts, I would say, that's one of the biggest gifts because it reminds me that do, it does not matter where we are or who we are. We are all connected always. So this has been a huge reminder of that, and I feel it. On an, on an even bigger global level now. But the other gift has been of, of getting to see my teachers in this new, in, an, in another way of how much we all depend on each other too and how much we all need the support of the community as well. And that what I keep hearing from them again and again is thank you, thank you so much for pivoting and keeping this going because I was, one of our teachers said, I was doing nothing but drinking Coca-Cola and eating cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So you saved me from my Coca-Cola and cheese eating by getting us back, you know, getting me back to teaching. And, and the other teachers had similar 
thank yous of this is keeping me going, seeing my students, being able to reach out is keeping me going. So it's the reminder of, you know, we are as teachers creating a space and holding that space for our students to come to, but our students are holding the same space for us to arrive in and be held in. So it, it's, it really is a, a very, that the energy is a, a a conduit between both teacher and student. And, and that's been a gift to remember too. Mm, yes, 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 yes. So good. So I want to talk about some tips or lessons that we could offer other women entrepreneurs who are worried about being in business right now who, or who are also pivoting from maybe a brick and mortar to a virtual space and they have anxiety about that. This is what I've noticed as you talk, as you spoke, like this is what you did. And I'm sure you weren't even like thinking about it. You were just in the flow of it. But first of all, you had the right mindset. You said, I'm going to make this work. And you put all of your energy into that. You had a slight moment, a little bit of moment of panic, a slight second of like, maybe this isn't going to happen. But then it just seemed like that was a, a fleeting second. Then you shifted back into this going to make it work mindset. You had a willingness to be uncomfortable, which I think is so important during these times when we're asked to up level. And you were the IT department of your business when you're not a tech savvy person, when it was basically a big technology question, you had a willingness to lead others and show them how to do it and be patient and hold the space for them so they could learn the technology as well. As well. You were in service. You were in service to your community. You were in service to something larger. So you, you, it's like you had the support of the universe as was kind of preparing you for this for some time. And it seemed to me you were really in the flow of, of to what's um, meant to be and that idea that there's so much in our outer world we can't control and let's just surrender to that and then focus on what we can control and that's our response. So those are the things that I was admiring as I was listening to you and things that I think other, I think are great lessons learned for other women who who may have worries about their business right now. But I wondered if there was anything else you wanted to offer on a tip or a lesson learned for other women entrepreneurs right now. Mm. Well, it's funny that you said that I had been preparing for this for some time because that is exactly how I felt during those, the most challenging weeks. And by challenging, it wasn't a fear challenge. It was just, you know, the, the, the keeping it all going challenges, the, the busyness challenges. So during those periods, what I kept thinking was I've been in a training ground for exactly this for, for a while. And that was last year. All of the surprises of last year were part of that. But my practice, really, and my practice of, of yoga and of consistency has been, I think, I, I've been preparing for being able to hold uncertainty for a really long time. And so I, I have worked really hard to... I've worked with dedication, I should say, not really hard, but I've worked with dedication to create consistency in my practice, to show up whether I want to or not, 
to find meditative silence, to find periods of deep contemplation and reflection, uh, both on the mat and off the mat. And that work has allowed me to be able to do what you said, which is to hold, hold discomfort, to be willing to be uncomfortable and to breathe with that discomfort. And I think that's a huge part of it and, and something that I would encourage every woman in the world to do, every human in the world to do, is to have a, a routine, a practice, whether it's yoga and meditation or whatever that practice is, prayer, going to out in the woods for long walks, whatever your practice is, where you show up for yourself regularly and know that yourself is worth showing up for. And that, that consistency for me has reminded me, has taught me that what is true in the light is true in the darkness and you know truth is truth across the board and so i have learned that through through great periods of practice um, and and showing up in the darkness as well as in the light times but the second thing i would say that i think is incredibly important and, and can't be forgotten is that i have a hugely rich hugely rich, not as in the number of people, but as in the vast amount of support of a, of a support system. I have incredible friends, but also people who are invested in the business that I can turn to and that I trust, trusted advisors, trusted team members who I know I can speak to honestly and who will speak to me honestly. And without them, there are moments when I, I know I would go off the path a bit or go astray. So taking care of the self, taking care of the self needs, and then having that support system are two things that I just can't emphasize enough how important they are in my well-being. Mm, so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I love that so much. And and I truly believe that, you know, getting back to what you were saying, you know, showing up for your business every day, even the days you don't want to, I think that, and the fact that, you know, you've been in business for 11 years, you said, nine years? Yeah, 11 years. 11 years. There's a momentum that's created and, and you've created this incredible community as well that is unity, but you've created the momentum and when that momentum is going, it, it, uh, something like a pandemic is not going to stop it. <laughs> like it's there and it's going to keep going. And so if you're new to business and you're like, well, I don't have the mo that momentum yet. And, you know, I don't have the community yet. Um, I feel like I'm on my own. Well, please know that anybody new to business has also been there. I've certainly been there. And it's just, mm -hmm. you know, staying, you know, ke keeping that that thing that you know to be true in your heart and that is you have something to offer and there are people out there who need what you have to offer and just staying committed to that and showing up to that each and every day that momentum yeah. is going to get created it's it just it, yeah it can't not. that's it that is exactly it showing up even you know showing up for the business even on at times when i haven't wanted to has 
been what's created that momentum, but what's reminded me, even in the early stages of, of the business, when things were hard, somebody, I, a teacher, I can't even remember who it was, once had me make a list of every hard thing I had already lived through and had already shown up and continued on from. And then to realize that it is such a empowering gift to give ourselves. So even if you're new to business, you're not new to life. Yes. And, correct. Yeah, you know, yeah. What else, what else has been hard that mm-hmm. you've shown up for and that you have, and what, what, how did you show up? What gave you the ability to walk through, not to walk around that challenging thing or to hide from that challenging thing, but to rise and meet that challenging thing. Yes. Um, yes. I, that's such a good point. Cause I think most of the listeners of this podcast are people mid career or even towards the latter part of their career. And they're deciding to open a business and pivot from maybe a nine to five or something. And Wow. You know, yeah. When I started my business, I had 17 years of experience in a different career that had nothing to do with anything entrepreneurial, but I still had all that. Right. And so I wasn't really starting from scratch, even though I had my days where I certainly did feel like it was. So those, that experience, that life experience is so valuable. And I do also want to say one thing about that feeling of discomfort. Hooey, I'm feeling it myself. Like this is a time. This is a time on planet where many spiritual entrepreneurs are being tapped on the shoulder to say, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta keep going here. You gotta go, keep trucking, and you even have to go a little bit bigger." And we're calling on you to up level. And if you are feeling that, if you're getting that nudge in your heart, it will be exciting and it will be uncomfortable. I was sitting on the couch with my daughter this morning. She's three. We were watching Aladdin for like the fifth time in the last two weeks. And I just had this feeling inside of me. And I'm like, what is that? What is that? Like like a kind of just like off feeling. And I realized, oh, it's discomfort. Because I've really been more outspoken than normal. And I've been talking about, you know, getting raw towards my truth. And I was like, oh, this is discomfort. So let me just sit with this feeling and feel this. Let me just feel this because you can mistake discomfort to you're doing the, excuse me, because we can mistake discomfort to we're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're feeling a little off, ooh, maybe I went too big there. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't take a risk now or ooh. But if you really get honest on it and be like, okay, I feel this discomfort. It's just a feeling. It's a growing pain. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out, and then go back to your heart space. What does the heart say? And when I did that this morning, I got, you are absolutely on track. <laughs> you are Yeah, you are 100% in alignment. And Krista, you feel, when I listen to you, I feel like you are so on track, so in alignment, and there's so much unity in this community you're creating. And yeah, it's up-level time. Thank you. Thank you, Allison. I I am grateful beyond words, and it is just a true feeling of thankfulness through my whole body for people's willingness to pivot with us, for my teachers' willingness, for our students' willingness, for, you know, just watching human beings continue to persevere at a time when no one knows 
no one's been here before. No one knows what this is. No one knows how long it is. And, and that people are just continuing to persevere. So riding that wave feels like the right thing to do. It feels like the right wave to be a part of, for sure. That, that discomfort is something that I remind my students of. I love the yin practice for that, but also the more vigorous practices even of the physical yoga, the physical yoga practice. I remind my students always and remind myself that the mat is just a little a laboratory that we go into to to play out all of this investigation of how it feels to be in these same kind of weird positions in life. So, you know, being able to sit in the place of discomfort on the mat, not pain, but discomfort where it's not exactly where I might like to be. But being willing to to breathe through that sensation and get curious about that discomfort on the mat has been the laboratory, the training ground for being in the weird positions that life puts me into and breathe through those too. And remember, it's all just, I say to my my students all the time, it's all just a a weird yoga pose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a beautiful metaphor. Yes, yes, yes. And I think the pain, when you're feeling pain on the mat or in your business, I think that often, not always, you know, it depends on the situation, can mean that you are out of alignment. Normally pain means, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a mindset shift that needs to happen, or you're not showing up as authentically as you'd like to be, or you've got somebody in your audience who you need to get rid of, or, you know, something needs to shift and that's pain. And I love how you use that metaphor, but the discomfort, that's what you know, that's what advances your yoga practice. That's what advances your business and advances your ability to serve more people. Yeah, 100%. I'm just sitting here vigorously shaking my head. (laughs) That is so cool. I love it. Oh my gosh. So Krista, (laughs) I really think that now we're all in quarantine. It's going to come and go. I have a feeling, you know, it's going to come and go for a while, right? I think this is like something that we're just going to have to live with for a while. So what a beautiful time to get certified as a yoga instructor. I think that is just like the most brilliant idea. So I know that you have a lot of exciting things happening now online, and you're going to be getting even more exciting as we go that people from all over anywhere you're listening from can plug into. So please, please tell our listeners how they can find you. Mm, thank you, Allison. Yes, I, my website is jalayogaflow.com. And jala is what jala means is it's the water element. And so it is the element of flow within us and around us. So jalayogaflow.com is our website. I have a verb, we call it the verbal flow that I post to regularly that gets posted onto the website, uh, which is my my blog in essence. And then I have a YouTube channel as well. It is called Jala Yoga. And I have, we have a Facebook presence, also same name, Jala Yoga and uh, Instagram presence as well, all with the same name. And my intention in social media is to inspire and uplift. And so I, I keep it, you know, non-political, non, non-reactive and, and the YouTube channel is 
completely free. So that's an, a way for folks to go in and who can't potentially afford to take a class or just want to trial it out and see who I am to go in and check that out. And then the website has our class offerings, our various workshops uh, that are both sometimes offline, but right now totally online. And then, as I said, my blog post as well. Beautiful. And Krista's an amazing writer. So all of those links are going to be in the show notes. Get on Krista's mailing list. Follow her on social media. She is such a good a speaker as you, like so inspirational and a beautiful writer. And you're going to want to be part of her virtual world because she is creating an amazing community of unity and a space for you in that community. So check her out. Krista, my gosh, thank you so much. My heart is just open. It's just bursting. I loved this connection and like hearing the inspiration of your story and everything you did. It's truly uh, just a gift for me to be here listening to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening, dear friends. And my challenge for you this week is to get uncomfortable in your business. There are many ways to do that, but start by what is your heart calling you to do or be that is bigger than your current circumstances? And how can you lean into that and follow through on that inspired action or that inspired state of being? So if you're being called to share a deeper story of your truth, Create a product that is a little bit at the edge of your comfort zone. Launch something new. Invest in something new. Then, and it feels uncomfortable. Then I challenge you to do it. And I would love to offer you three free visioning meditations to help you find that point of discomfort that is related to the growth of your business. And in these visioning meditations, we're going to call in divine guidance to help you double your business growth and reach in six months time. You can find a link to get those downloads on my website at allisonscammell.com. That's A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-S-C-A-M-M-E-L-L.com. And you can find a link in the show notes. And if you're digging on this content, which I sure hope you are, I would be super grateful for a rating and review wherever it is you listen. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And may you have a blessed day.